welcome to another episode of Prioritize. They accomplish while you drown in lists. It's difficult to juggle your responsibilities. Husband, father, brother. It goes on, but your energy doesn't. You pondering what I'm pondering? Prioritize what's right for you, not what's left behind. This is Prioritize with Toby Baker. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Oh, greetings, Prioritizers. This is Prioritize. Here we discuss prioritizing faith, family, relationships, and more. I'm your crazy white formerly... I don't know. You probably already know what I'm going to say, but I don't know if I can factually say it with any degree of accuracy, the formally part. You remember I discussed, I went on the COVID diet for about three weeks, lost 18 pounds. It was great. 17 or 18 pounds. Uh, not not 19. Never reached the 19. But it's fantastic. I mean, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was a whole different person. I lost like a puppy and in body fat. It was, you know, gone. And then I, I may have actually found it uh, over the past couple of weeks simply because I, I don't know if I could attest it all to this, but we knew this going in. Did we not? We talked about it time and again, my wife and I, our family and I, because today we prioritize Christmas traditions and one of the traditions to which we hold ever so dear is that beloved tradition of making homemade Chex Mix. Have you ever made homemade Chex Mix? Well, if you haven't, my friend, let me tell you something. Don't start now. No, 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 no. Put it back. Put it back. Don't buy the Chex cereal. Just stop. It's like, it's like, um, who was it? Samson beginning to go down the road of of the wrong path. Okay, I'll just, I'll just say it like that. I can say it like that, can I? Of course you say it like that. It's like when you shoot somebody and bury them. It's not like that at all. Stop. It's not like that at all. Here's what I'm saying. Once you begin to take that first bite of the slice of pizza that's ever so lovely from Giordano's, you don't stop with the one bite. You keep going. And you you have to be forcefully stopped in order to stop eating the Giordano slice of the beautiful pepperoni pie that is Giordano's. I'm talking pepperoni, extra cheese, the sauce they use, the crust is amazing. It is so, like you can kill a person with this pizza. It's it's that heavy. When they deliver it to the, when they deliver the pie to the table, it takes two and a half people. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not, I mean, it is, it, 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 things got some heftiness to it. It really does. So if you've never tried the Giordano's pizza, maybe you want to. If you've never tried making homemade Chex Mix, here's, here's how it goes. Okay. If you honestly, I mean, pushed. I'm being, I got John in the booth. He said, yeah, yeah, you gotta go do it. You've already started down that road. I didn't start down the road. I told you we don't want to go there, but apparently, this is where we're headed. So if you got a pen and paper handy or if you know how to use that rewind button, which I constantly have to, you know, when you're doing the YouTube videos to find out how to do the Trinity knot for your necktie, I got to watch that thing like five times. But it turns out excellent. I'm telling you, that's how I got to do it. Okay, here we go. You begin with Chex cereal. We always use the corn Chex cereal, not the wheat and not the uh, the rice. Is it rice? I don't think it's rice. We were using that at the very beginning. And then we learned, this is stupid. Why are we using the wheat checks and the rice checks? The corn checks is the one that stays together the best in the oven and under the pressure of the butter that you lather on top of it and all the seasonings. So we stick with the corn checks. We do like five 
five cups of the corn checks and then three cups of pretzels and then uh, two and a half to three cups of Cheez-Its, whatever you want to use there. Then you got your two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, which gets dissolved into like five tablespoons or four tablespoons of butter. I have to look at the card again to see if I got this right. Then you got a tablespoon of Tony Chachery's or some kind of seasoned salt. And then you got a tablespoon of garlic powder, a tablespoon of onion powder. You can probably throw in the a couple of those garlic chips if you want to. All right, so you heat all that up in the microwave. You melt it, and then you whisk it all together, all the seasonings and the salt and all that good stuff. And then you pour that over your Chex Mix in the tub, and you got your oven preheated to 275. You throw it in the oven for 15 minutes, and then you, uh, when the timer goes off, you pull that out, you shake it all around, you mix it all around. Make sure you get as much of that seasoning coating over all of the Chex Mix as humanly possible. And then you just throw it in the oven for another 15 minutes, and you take it out, and you repeat until you hear the crispiness of all the goodness there in that beautiful pan. And then finally, after somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half, and by this, you know, we're either, we probably have a Christmas movie on in the background. We only do this, again, once a year. This happens in December, and we'll make, oof, well, how many batches? I think I've lost count. Maybe seven or eight batches, not all at one sitting, but we only do this in December. And we make all these batches with carbs and salts and really not a whole lot that's good for the human anatomy. But we've been preparing for this the entire 11 months out of the year. So that month 12 comes around. My body is ready. My mind is prepared. And I'm ready to step into the carb salt goodness that is homemade Chex Mix. And then, of course, you got to pair that up with some ice-cold Coca-Cola Classic. And that, my friends, is a good time. Is it not? Is it not? Of course it is. So, can I say formally, fat host? I don't know. I may have to circle back. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Circle back. Yeah, I may have to come back to that. Uh, January, we've already been talking about My wife and I have been talking about getting a, another membership to the gym for the year to, um, uh, you know, work off all the carbs and all the salts and sugars that we have willfully ingested, maybe woefully. Guys, okay, in my own defense, they practically opened my mouth and shoved those chocolate-covered cherries into into me. Like, they 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 put them in front of me on the table. I mean, that's, that's practically, I'm tortured. That's torture. Anybody else feel that way? I mean, when somebody, here's some gummy bears. Oh, I have to eat them all now in like one setting. I can't just to have a couple and then set them away for another time. What if I disappoint the gifter? What if I hurt their feelings? How can I live with myself? I don't think I can. I am your crazy white, formerly fat host, the Baker Boy himself. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you joined us today. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for pressing the play button today. My friends, my prioritizers, gentlemen and ladies, we discuss prioritizing Christmas traditions. So Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, they both come and they both gone. Have you felt like it was Christmas this year? I'm I'm talking to more people. I just had lunch with a, with a dear friend of mine and we were talking. One of the first questions he asked was, hey, did it feel like Christmas around your house? And I know the guy is sincere when he asks this. And and by that question alone, the way it was phrased, I know it didn't feel like it was Christmas over to his house. 
And the honest truth was, as much as we clawed for it and hemmed and hawed for it and, and strived for the Christmas feeling, we were watching the Christmas movies, we had the decorations up, we were trimming the tree on Black Friday, not before Black Friday, basically because we don't have enough room for the tree and the decorations and the family and Thanksgiving. So that it's got to go on Black Friday. Plus, it's a perfect time for that to happen that's tradition. That's one of the traditions for us. Is the the uh, the movie Christmas Vacation is on Clark W. Griswold Jr. doing his thing with cousin Eddie, and we're getting the tree out. No, we don't go out and shoot the tree and drag it back in. We don't go to the tree farms. We have had God bless it the same Christmas tree for nearly twenty six Christmases. That's a good tree. That they don't make them like that anymore, right? I mean, how many things can you say that you've owned for that long? Hopefully not a mattress or a pillow. So we've had the same Christmas tree. We pop that out and spend the Christmas tradition with our boys. And they all have these really cool vintage um, Christmas ornaments. And they're they're specific to that, that child. They all came from my favorite aunt, uh, Auntie Beth. Shout out to her. So every year when I was their age, I would get a, a soldier, like a toy soldier from Hallmark. They did these uh, collectibles, and that was Annie Beth Singh. Like, that was her saying, hey, Tobe, I know you don't hear this pretty much from anybody else, uh, so want to let you know I love you. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Annie Beth. And I'd get these uh, awesome candies. They were called nips. They had chocolate parfait and get a box of those. I'd get a box of the coffee nips. And it's just, it's like a chocolate covered candy and it's, you know, it comes in a wrapper and everything. There's some, normally some gummy bears in there. And, uh, and then I have an ornament. I had this Christmas ornament as a toy soldier of some kind, way, shape, or form coloring. And he was doing different, you know, things in different poses. Well, she carried on that tradition with each one of our boys, not per se the toy soldier, but Michael received, I think it was Crayola collectible ornaments, and then Christopher received the Christopher and the Bear Nicholas. Um, like they had their own, it was really cool. I was like, oh, they named Christopher and Nicholas. That's awesome. And then um, Nikki had, what did he have? I forget what he had. But anyway, every year they're receiving these. And that was a, a Christmas tradition from my favorite Aunt Beth. And, you know, that, that carried on. And so there we are, dressing up, trimming up the tree on on a Black Friday, and so we've had that tree forever. It seems a beautiful tree every year. We pop it out. I I forget how, just how nice it is. Just a a thing of beauty. You know, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. That's true. But it was a little tougher this year uh, to get to that. I don't know. Getting the Christmas spirit. I don't know. If the Christmas spirit was just oppressed, if if I I didn't have my mind set right, I mean we were listening to Christmas music not not every single day, but all of our personal favorites. We did all the Christmas things. We did the decorating. We had we're making ginger crinkles the way that Grandma Baker made the ginger crinkles, and and we're making the checks mix, and we're watching the movies, and there was something amiss. I can't quite put my finger on it, and, and I don't want to say that, well, you, just because you do those things doesn't mean the Christmas spirit automatically pops up, and you know, maybe there's truth there. I'd, so I don't know how it was in your home, but in our home, it was a little tougher to get there, but I, I think we got there. I hope we got there. 
Uh, nobody was walked away disappointed or frowning or upset. And I know after talking with my friend that not everyone has as much peace in their home as we do in our home. And I know today we're not prioritizing peace on earth and goodwill towards men on whom his favor rests or goodwill towards men. If you have peace in the home, that's, yeah, I don't think you could buy peace. I don't even know how you attain peace. I mean, my motive has always been if I can bring uh, humor to the home more so than yelling and screaming, if if we can harbor uh, humor and open communication, the hopefully... Our family feels safe. Our boys feel comfortable in opening up to mom and dad about the problems going on in their life. And, you know, hopefully my wife feels comfortable in opening up to me as I do with her. And, you know, we have that that kind of an open door policy. It's like, again, we're going to love you guys. You may not always approve of your decisions, but, you know, we're going to love you. Um, that's that's that part of our of the foundation of our family is is faith and love. So Christmas, and man, this happens every year so quickly, right? Like we look forward to this time of year for 11 months out of the year. It's probably not the only thing on your calendar. It's definitely not the only thing on ours. But, we, you know, we get it to uh, July and we're like, oh, man, six months till Christmas. It's coming. It's going to come and it's going to be here fast. And, and it's going to go all the more quicker than when it arrived, right? Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, boom, here in a flash, it was gone. I found myself weeping in the car. Um, I remember which, I think I was listening to Pentatonics, the, their their version of Silent Night. Just They have, I don't know how they do it, man. They have got the voices. They got the rhythm down. They're amazing. I We, we so enjoy listening to them and Straight No Chaser, but um, Pentatonics was singing Silent Night. I just I got all teary-eyed. I was thinking, man, it is like the very next day, I was, uh, I was Christmas Eve, and I'm hearing this, and I was like, "It's it today is Christmas Eve, my goodness, tomorrow's Christmas Day, and then that's it." Yes, there are those people out there who say they can keep Christmas every day, and God bless you. I I can't do it. I'm I'm not watching Christmas movies all throughout the year, and in my humble opinion for which you listen to this crazy podcast. If I watch Christmas movies all through the year and listen to Christmas songs all through the year, I I feel like I have worn out that material. And it, it's not as fresh, it's not as it's not as clear, it's not as refreshing. It's you know like if if every day's a sunny day, what's a sunny day, right? All sun and no rain makes a desert, isn't that a Chinese proverb? So I don't want to watch Christmas movies and listen to the music all year long. I I fast for a, a, you know, around 11 months on all that. And then when I actually get, I'm, I'm just itching to get to planes, trains, and automobiles and Christmas vacation and the bishop's wife and uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, just all the, the Christmas story, all the good stuff that we've all enjoyed growing up, that my boys enjoyed growing up. Have you ever been to the Christmas Story House? Did you know this was a real thing? It's over in Ohio. You can look it up. It's it's in uh, Cleveland or Columbus. But you can drive in, to, and you can actually walk around on the same grounds where Ralphie was shooting the bad guys with Old Blue. Huh? Is that not one of the greatest things ever? That's awesome. You can actually go over there. They have a museum. They sell a bunch of trinkets and stuff, and... 
Oh, so good. We took the boys over there. They were not they were not nearly as fascinated with all of it as I was. But the obviously the interior of the house is not the same uh that they shot. Like they shot everything inside the house. They shot all that in a studio. But everything outside the house, they actually shot there at that property. And there you are walking around, you're looking at the house, you're touching the things, and it's like, I've been watching this my entire life, and now you're actually there. It's pretty surreal, just saying. So I'm interested to know about some of your Christmas traditions, like what you guys do, how you prepare, what what, do you, what kind of things do you, do you look for? Uh, we, we are instituting a new Christmas tradition next year because of the the angst that my wife and I both experienced this year and trying to get squeeze something out of our children. And maybe I'm complaining about nothing, but you know, here it goes boys. What do you want for Christmas? No, I'm like, you want clothing? Do we want to go somewhere? Do we want to dine out? Oh, that's one of our Christmas traditions. Hey, do you guys ever go out to a Chinese restaurant uh, for a Christmas tradition? We have, I've traveled around quite a bit in, in one of my professions. So I found myself in Palo Alto, California, working on a project in Florida, working on a project over in Pennsylvania, working on a project in Nutley, New Jersey. And there's some decent Chinese restaurants out there. But the best I've ever had is right here in Fort Wayne called Wu's Fine Chinese Cuisine. And, and no, I'm not getting paid for that. I just love their food so much. I want you guys to be able to enjoy what we enjoy or have the opportunity to enjoy all throughout the year. But we definitely do this once a year together in December as a family. We will come together. We'll go to the Chinese food restaurant and we sit and we talk and the phones are away and we can see our faces and we're we're celebrating, you know, one of our traditions with really, really good Chinese food. I mean, the best Spicy orange chicken, crab rangoon, hot and sour soup. It's amazing. If you've never been, you got to go. Anyway, we asked him, hey, uh, what do you guys want for Christmas? You, you know, is there anything specific? And I think, well, yeah, of course, there's something specific. Like, I know me and I know what the gifts that I like to get or are things that have caught my eye throughout the year. Maybe it's a really cool a crystal double old-fashioned glass. Maybe it's a, a nice bourbon that I might want to try out. Maybe it's a, a new sweater from Carbon to Cobalt. Have you ever heard of these people? Man, they have some cool. I don't know if it's just really awesome pictures and good marketing or if it's really good clothing. So my wife ordered a, a sweater from them that I'm very excited to get. I haven't gotten it in the mail just yet. Can't imagine why that is. However, I have this cool sweater from Carbon and Cobalt. It's on its way here. I'm very excited to try it out. And that was something that caught my eye. So I don't know if there's other things that catch. I'm not talking, you know, I'm not a stuffaholic. I don't need a lot of stuff to feel better about myself or my life or, uh, you know, our, our family. And I'm not trying to press upon them stuff. Here's a bunch of stuff. We love you. Go play with it. All right. That's not it at all. In fact, I'm far more a minimalist than I am a materialist. But there's different things like, eh, that might augment my life. I might find value in that, you know? So I keep mostly just the things in, in my life that actually bring value. I only decor my office with things that bring value. 
and yeah, uh, the only things in my closet or in my dresser are the the articles of clothing, which I actually enjoy wearing. Because if I can't fit into it, if I don't like wearing it, guess what? It doesn't stay there. And I'd like to give you permission to do the same. Look through your closet, look through your dresser, look through your office. If there's something there that doesn't bring you value, you're not going to wear it in the next six months. You haven't worn it in the previous six months. Meaning it might be a seasonal item, but you haven't pulled that off the hanger in like two years. Maybe it's time to get rid of it. Free up your life. Free up your closet. You'll feel lighter. The air will feel cleaner. You'll actually appreciate the fact, hey, you got a little space in your closet. I remember being a kid, I'd walk into mom and dad's uh, room and they had their closet doors open. It was so chocked full. I mean, end to end, squeezing tight. They had their closet so filled with shirts and pants and trousers and dress dresses and skirts and tops. This stuff was was falling off the hangers. They had it was all twisted around. I'm thinking, how in the world do you even find something you want to wear? And the truth is that mom didn't. She so loved shopping that you're like, eh, let's find something else. And I thought, I don't want that. So the only things in my closet are the stuff I will, the the, the sweaters, tops. Uh, do I have? Yeah, I have pants in there. Normally, keep. you're probably wondering, he doesn't have pants. No, no, I, I have pants. Normally, those are kept in the dresser. But nevertheless, I mean, the shoes, if I don't wear the shoes, I don't like the shoes, guess what? I They're gone. Like, I don't keep them around. So we asked the boys, boys, what what do you think? Uh, shirt, top, uh, jeans? I don't know. Okay, we we can't keep doing this. We gotta find. We we gotta we got to uh, we gotta change this up. So my wife and I were instituting a new rule come next year, and and we both agreed on this. We said this is a great idea. Why don't we free ourselves from the angst that I so willingly crawl into? Every December, which is that of posing the question, gentlemen, what does thine heart desire for Christmas this year? And I get no response. And I'm like, well, I want them to be happy. I, I want them to know dad and mom, we love them. We want them to be happy. We'd like them to say, hey, you can open up this thing on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, somewhere in there. Like, ah. Oh. And then months later, in my own pride, they will look back at that trinket on their shelf. They will wear that shirt, top, sweater, jeans, denim, shoes with pride, knowing that, ha, ah, my father and mother purchased these very shoes 10 years ago this evening. I know, I kind of sound a little Charles Dickens-ish, but I'm just saying. Our tradition is, boys, here's what we're going to do. Next year, before the end of November, you shall submit to us each separately five gifts, experiences, restaurants, whatever, that you would like to wear, play with, dine at, or do. And we will select things from that list from each of you, and then that will be our Christmas gifts to you because why should should mom and I go through the daily turmoil of well shoot if we buy the wrong gift it will just sit on the shelf or in their dresser or on a hanger it will sit and stay and nothing more just like the 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 raven right 
perched and sat and nothing more. They're not going to play with it. They're not going to build it. They're not going to wear it. They're not going to eat it. How do I know what you want if you don't know what you want? So it kind of, at this point, serves a twofold purpose, one of which is it informs their mother and I what they might desire or enjoy doing or eating or wearing as a gift from us saying, hey, we love you. Wear this. Eat there. Let's go do that together as a family. The second purpose is this. It causes them to look introspectively. What do I like? Where do I want to eat? What would I like to do? What shall I wear? What do I want to wear? Do I need to replace anything? If we receive no advice, no input from our boys, then we have no guilt about creating, making, or buying something for them to use or wear or a place we shall eat. Boom! That's it! It's just that simple, isn't it? <laughs> uh, not really. It's going to be an uphill battle, but <clears throat> I believe... Uh, we're going to get that list. And I'm not forcing them. Don't don't hear me when I say that. Are you sure? We could call Uncle Tony over in Jersey and be like, hey, you're going to submit the list. Otherwise, we're going to... No, we don't need to force. We don't need to call the enforcer. We don't got to put a call in Uncle Tony for any of that. And neither do you if you're still listening. I want to be able to free you of this overwhelming illusion or disillusionment that society places on us that unless we purchase the perfect gift for them, they're going to be miserable. We're the bad guy Grinch and Christmas is ruined. That's not really that way. Maybe you are already of that mindset and I'm just uh, catching up to you, which could very well be the case. I've talked with people in this audience. There's some pretty smart people out there. Um, so I, I realizing the more smart people I talk to, the, the farther along I have to go. <laughs> I think I'm just going to stop talking to people because every time I do like, oh man, you're really smart and I'm not, and I don't know how to communicate. Uh, so that's obviously a Christmas tradition that uh, we're implementing and one that I would imagine many people give a gift or several gifts to their children and to family members every year. It's one that we've always participated in, one that I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, giving, even more so than receiving. Uh, I remember one year that um, uh, Nikki, our youngest, was, for some reason, he was all about sharks the entire year. This is when Blu-ray was was really new or when we were just getting into Blu-ray and high def. Did he have high def? Uh, I can't remember. There used to be the was it the red cases that were high def video, and then there was blue, which was Blu-ray. So he wanted uh, a Blu-ray, uh, shark, Blu-ray something with sharks. Shark Week. Whoever does Shark Week, I forget who does Shark Week. But they were the Shark Week, and then uh, we had the B Tiger Sharks Blu-ray, which I don't think he's watched since that year. Just kind of a bummer. But he was so about sharks that uh, and killer whales. So Joyce and I found, we looked and looked and looked. And I can't remember if this was pre, maybe we're just getting the Amazon at this time, but we found a shark and a killer whale. And we were so excited just to see his face. 
he exploded in energy when he opened up those gifts on Christmas morning. He was running around the room. He was screaming. He was yelling. It was so much fun. Just and it was so worth whatever expense we had in the the stuffed animals. Uh, just just for that experience. And I, I don't know. I'm an experienced kind of a guy. So that was that was very meaningful for Joyce and I. What was Christmas like around your home, around your dinner table, around your your Christmas tree? Do you even celebrate Christmas? I talked to the guy earlier this week, a close friend of mine, and he he's not even celebrating Christmas. He doesn't he thinks it's all about consumption and and consumerism and I I disagree with him wholeheartedly and I would tell him as much. I I think it is what you make of it if if uh, you you don't buy into all the consumerism you can still celebrate Christmas with just as much joy and rapture as many of the other folks uh, who do dive into that. I listen to Glenn Beck, and he'll he will tell you the story of uh, the Christmas where they um, he had made it big in the industry, and he was just like going all out and purchasing as many presents as he possibly could for the family. And he, he walked away, uh, both him and Tanya walked away from that Christmas feeling so empty. And they looked around the the living room with all the open packages. And he said it, it, it had never felt so empty. So I get it. I, I'm not all about the gifts. I'm not trying to impose gifts or my values uh, with such respect to our children. And I'm I'm always curious about how other people celebrate the birth of Christ uh, within their family members and within their their family in their home. We have a we have a few traditions around our home. We have a Christmas Eve steak dinner I'd been looking forward to all month, so I hadn't had any beef prior to, and we had some really nice ribeye from a local butcher, and we had that drying out a little bit and seasoned, and had some Worcestershire and some. Uh, some smoke in on that, and oh man, when we threw that on the on the grill on Christmas Eve, I just oh, just watching the the dripplings fall onto the grill and hearing the sizzle and knowing that mm, I'm going to be eating you within the hour. So good. We always do a Christmas Eve service. My our family and I, and we'd imposed these family values of faith. On our onto our children, and when they got to be 18 years old, we sat down to them and said, "Hey, we want to encourage you to continue in uh, within the church, and and a church body it does not, however, have to be mom and dads. This is when we say we don't uh, we don't drag you along to our services, but we would highly encourage you uh, if you'd like to continue. You're welcome to. We'd love you to. We'd love we love worshiping right next to you and and celebrating right next to you." But you are more than welcome to seek out and search out. Um, and still, we all come together um, for Christmas Eve and, and celebrating the birth of Christ together and, and worshiping together on a Christmas Eve at a Christmas Eve service. So that is certainly a part. We we have the reading of the Christmas story of the birth of Christ. And, and then finally, the reading of the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. Um, and we, we enjoy that. We open up one present on Christmas Eve, just one. And the first year that we did this was a big surprise to the boys. They got uh, jammies, you know, I don't think they were matching. I think they were all different. I I don't believe that. I don't remember them matching. 
And then, obviously, the following year, they were less surprised to receive new pajamas on Christmas Eve. But starting early the next morning, uh, when they were younger, they would wake us up. Now that we're older, we're up anyway. My wife and I, we, we, uh, we're, we're up early setting the ambiance. I got the, the fire going. We have the Christmas music in the background. We got the candles lit. Joyce was working away at preparing the homemade, oh, <laughs> homemade monkey bread. It's like if you were to match up carbohydrates and just a globule of sugar with brown sugar and then sugar on top, and and bake it that's pretty much what it was oh oh so good not not good for me but very tasty and then we balance that out with sausage and bacon that way we have some protein to balance out all the sugar made some gourmet hot cocoa with the hershey's uh, cocoa and and chopped up some peppermint candy canes and topped that off with the whipped cream and then chocolate syrup and cinnamon and joyce and i enjoyed espresso and coffee and just a very slow, easy, nobody's in a rush kind of a Christmas morning. We didn't have snow. I would have hoped for snow. I had prayed for snow. I didn't get any snow. I, I don't know where all the snow went. I was talking with the people who lived over in North Dakota. They didn't see any snow. So I, where does it go? I, I don't know. But then after we have finished our, our drinks, our monkey bread, our sausages and bacon, and we settle in around the tree and the dog comes up and He's all excited because he's expecting uh, something, a bone or a treat. And one by one, not all at the same time, we don't dive in for the gifts. We, we stretch this out as long as humanly possible. Why? Because we've been looking forward to doing this together as a family for the past 11 and a half months, 12 months. We actually enjoy this time together. Maybe I'm alone. I don't think I am. Maybe it's not like that at your home. Maybe you guys rip through it and everyone has a great time and that's wonderful. Okay, good, good, good. I'm not hating on any of you that do that. And I feel sorry for those of you who are under this oppression that you have to dive right in. And in in a matter of five minutes, the whole thing is over and done. And people are on their iPads and phones and sitting in front of the TV and going back to what they do the other 11 months out of the year, but that's not how we do it around our home. Now, when we were younger, a young couple, my wife and I, you know, it's tough to maneuver the holidays because they don't go through that in marriage classes, like premarital counseling. There's no, hey, do you realize that you're marrying her and her family comes with her and you are marrying him and his crazy relatives and they're all, you know, it's all together. So you guys have to figure out What's going to be best for the both of you come Christmas time and Thanksgiving and Easter and Mother's Day and Father's Day? Because it's probably going to be a little bit lopsided if you invite him or you're both going over to your parents' house for Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and Mother's Day and Father's Day and then nothing on that side. And likewise, Toby, the same goes for you with your wife, Joyce. We didn't get that. We didn't get that in premarital counseling. They didn't cover any of that material. They should have. It's really important. Uh, There's three things that should be covered in premarital counseling. One of those is faith, because if you guys are of a different faith, it's going to be hell in your marriage, regardless of how wealthy you are, how much you guys say you love each other, or how enwrapped up you are with each other. 
If you're celebrating different holidays and holy days, ooh, that's going to be tough around your home. Finances, that's a big one. If you guys spend it differently, save differently, if you were in two totally different checkbooks and saving books and on two totally different financial peace pathways, you're never going to get there, never going to get to financial peace. If you're a saver and he's a spender and you guys never come together on any financial decisions, you will be at odds with each other your entire marriage, however short that lasts. And then finally, family. And that's where we are that I'm talking about today. How are you guys celebrating Christmas? Well, when we did back in the early days of our marriage, Joyce and I would celebrate together. We had a a little one that had just been born shortly after we were married by about nine months. So if you're doing the math... Yeah, he was a honeymoon baby. So, there we are celebrating Christmas. And then we pack everything up and we drive over to my folks and we celebrate Christmas there. And we have food and we open up presents and we're hugging and we're talking and laughing and sharing memories and sharing stories. And then at the end, we pack everything up and we drive over to her parents. We were driving an awful lot. An awful lot on the holidays because we'd spend part of it over there and then another part over here. And sometimes we would crash at my folks' house and other times we would crash at her folks' house. And I think we got it down to a really manageable, it's not a science, but we got it down to a really manageable and and where we enjoy it type of of time when it comes to holidays and and family days. We, We host Thanksgiving, so we invite everyone over to our home and I have the gift of hospitality and Joyce has the gift of grace so that works out nicely and and we we love hosting and and eating together as a big family and sharing stories and now come Christmas time we will celebrate Christmas uh, normally uh, first with with my folks just because of the way the dates line up so we'll do a Saturday we'll go over to my folks house on early on Saturday morning and spend pretty much the whole day there. And then uh, the following weekend is is normally uh, Christmas or somewhere in that time is Christmas where it's just Joyce and the boys and myself. And then the weekend after that is normally the the weekend in between Christmas and New Year's. I know it doesn't always uh, fall like that, but that's when we go and spend the weekend over at Joyce's parents and they have a huge, huge family gathering and they're all bringing in food and and we played uh, games we sang songs this year they did a a singo as opposed to a bingo so they would play a, a christmas tune and if you had it on your bingo card you 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 know snagged that and they went through that they did a 12 days of christmas where everyone was either uh gosh how does that go 12 lords of leaping 11 pipers piping 10 lords of leaping nine ladies dancing and and that you know that was a lot of fun um, and we're laughing and you know, it's going to be a memory for a really long time. So I, I dig that. I dig that kind of family stuff where they're intentionable, ten, tensionable, where they are intentional about being together as a family. It's not accidental and, and everyone is on their own devices, albeit a, an iPhone or an iPad or an iMac or a laptop and, and they're all doing different things. And, and you might be in the same room, but you're not together. You might be the same fellowship hall or the same area, but you're not together. You're not looking at each other, not talking with one another. So I I dig those, I dig those times. And if you're looking for ways to be together, I got an idea. Shut everything else off. 
and grab a game, grab a card game or a board game and get involved together as a family, as a group. See how that works out. Let me know how that goes. And gang, we got New Year's coming up here. It is upon us. We are days away. Uh, I'm curious to know how you guys celebrate New Year's. We're hosting a party this year. We've invited a bunch of people over. going to have a lot of food. Um, we're looking forward just to sharing some laughs. I, I think laughter has got to be a huge part of, of well, my life speaking specifically for me. I, I don't know what's best for you. You you get to decide what's best for you. But for us and our family, we love laughter. We love sharing stories and, and memories. And certainly in today's day and age where it's tough to to garner and, and, and hold on to that Christmas spirit, where it's tough to rise above the status quo of have you heard the latest numbers on such and such? And do you know that the news is now telling you to be afraid of this and to, to fear that? And oh my goodness, if setting all that stuff aside and coming together as friends and family for me, that's really important. I hope you guys had a fantastic Christmas uh, together with your friends and your family. I'd love to hear what your traditions are. Send me some ideas uh, for New Year's. I'm always open to suggestions. If you were searching for ideas uh, for Christmas traditions, maybe you found a couple there if that could be of service to you. Excellent. I wish you a great New Year, great things on the horizon, and I look forward to connecting with you all soon.